Welcome to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown, and I'd like to welcome you to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. If this is your first time listening, the Barnabas Speaks Podcast is a podcast about encouragement, a podcast about empowerment, and a podcast about faith. This week, we have a special treat. I say a special treat, but uh, this is this past Sunday, I had the opportunity to stand before my church, Renewing Life Church, uh, where I am an elder, uh, and I stood in the absence of my pastor, Pastor Leonard Ravenel, and I gave a sermon. I talked about the the crossroads between having gift, having anointing, but also having character, and the importance of having character that matches your anointing. I do hope that you enjoy it. So as you sit down and listen, take your time, take notes, be blessed. And once again, thank you for joining the Barnabas Speaks podcast. If you enjoy it, share it, like it, follow it, subscribe, and uh, tell someone about it. God bless you. God love you. And let's get to the sermon. you but we bless your name I told you the day is a word from the Lord and the only question is whether I can deliver it so I, I humbly submit to you the scripture now we're going to read starting in the 22nd verse of 1st Samuel chapter 2 1st Samuel chapter 2 starting the 22nd verse and it's, it's a lengthy read and I know that Education and preaching, preaching knowledge tells me that I'm supposed to read 10 scriptures, 10 verses rather at the most, and then sit down. But to fully understand this, we have to kind of get the full weight of the scripture. So I'm going to read on down, and I'm, I'm probably going to stop and then we'll, we'll move forward. But we're reading from 1 Samuel chapter 2, starting the 22nd verse. Now, Eli who was very old, heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel, and had a slept with the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, it is not a good report that I hear spreading among the Lord's people. If a man sins against God, I mean against another man rather, God may mediate for him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke, for it was the Lord's will to put them to death. And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. Now a man of God came to Eli and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Did I not clearly reveal myself to your father's house when they were in Egypt under Pharaoh? I chose your father out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go to my altar, to burn incense, and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your father's house all the offerings made with fire by the Israelites. Why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering that I prescribed for my dwelling? Why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves on the choice parts of every offering made by my people Israel? Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promise that your house and your father's house would minister before me forever. But now that now the Lord declares, far be it from me, those who honor me I will honor, but those who despise me will be disdained. The time is coming when I will cut short your strength 
and the strength of your father's house, so that there will not be an old man in your family line, and you will see distress in my dwelling. Although good will be done to Israel, in your family line there will never be an old man. Every one of you that I do not cut off from my altar will be spared, only to blind your eyes with tears and to grieve your heart, and all your descendants will die in the prime of life. And what happens to your and what happens to your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, will will be a sign to you that they will both die on the same day. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and my mind. I will firmly establish his house, and he will minister before my anointed, before my anointed one always. Then everyone left in your family line will come and bow down before him for a piece of silver and a crust of bread and plead. Appoint me to some priestly office so I can have food to eat. I just read 1 Samuel chapter 2, starting in the 22nd verse, on down to the 36th verse. And if I can humbly submit to you for the topic, anointed, but what about your character? Anointed, but what about your character? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment. God, with all my, my education and all my studying, my reading, I am still ill-equipped, my Lord God, to, to, to approach this sacred desk, Lord God, God. And do so, Lord God, knowing that you are here with me, Lord God. So I ask, my Lord God, that you would allow me to sit down, Lord God, and that you would get up, Lord God. That you would preach this word, Lord God. Preach it as only you can. Pour it unto your people. Let them hear the word that you have, have discussed with me. They may hear it as plainly as you allowed me to hear it. That they would hear your voice and not my voice. Thank you for using me, Lord God. I am humbled by this. I know that you have a word, Lord God. And as I said, I am very quick, Lord God. But I know with you, Lord God, all things are possible. In Jesus' name we pray. Anointed, but what about your character? Now this is, this is a, this is, this scripture, this pericope, if you will, is nestled in between two very important accounts in the Bible. Before this, we, we learned about the birth of Samuel, the, the prophet, you know, the, the prophet that, that, that is the prophet for Saul, the prophet that is, that begins the school of the prophets. This prophet and we understand we hear the song of Hannah who, who cried and, and, and poured herself out before the Lord. And this is what we lead women to as they, as they are dealing with infertility. And then after this, we hear about Samuel being in the house of, of the Lord and, 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 and waking up and hearing the voice of God for the first time and, and, and not not being able to identify it. This is what we, we hear. It's between here. We normally skip over this. We don't, we don't stay here and really deal with the corruption that's going on in the, the, the church. We don't deal with the fact that this, this family line is, is anointed to be priest, anointed to, to serve God, anointed to be the voice of God to the people of God. But they have no character. And so what do you do? What do you do when you are anointed but your, your character doesn't match your anointing? What do you do when, when you, you have this calling but it doesn't match? The question more so is not what you do. What would God do? What do, you, do people do? What do the people do that come that coming to, to sacrifice and worship and praise God but in their face there's, there's, there's an opposition from their ability to fully worship God, to, to, to follow the commandments of God, to follow in obedience to the, the, the commandments of God. What, what do people do? What shall be done about the leader that's been anointed, but he has or she has no character? Their character is lacking. What shall we do with these people? We, we see it all over. We just, we just don't we don't really pinpoint it 
to anointing. We, we see people with gifts. We, we see people singing in choir. We, we see people uh, uh, that, that are in leadership positions across the nation. We, we see people that, that, that are worship leaders that are, are on the organ and on the panel. We see people that are, that are elders and ministers and, and pastors. We, we see people that are the head usher, the head deacon. We see people that are anointed and have been given a title, but for some reason their, their character doesn't match what they have been called to do. And we are forced to deal with it. We are forced to be stuck in it. Yes, you're anointed, but what about your character? Yes, you can sing, but what about how you treat people? Yes, you, you have a, a great gift to, to reach people, but how do you treat people even when it's just on social media? Why are you so cantankerous, but at the same time you're saying that you, you are a, a, a mouthpiece for Christ? What, what do we do with the, the anointed, but on the but, but uncharactered, the, the, the anointed but immature, the, 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 the anointed but they lack integrity. I think a part of our failure as a church is that we, we don't do a good job of, of showing you the full picture of God. Because we tell you that God is a God of grace and we tell you that God is a God of mercy, we, we continue to, to perpetuate this myth that God does not become grieved with your, your lack of character, that, that God does not become grieved that you continue to, to say one thing but do another, that God does not become grieved that, that the, the, the pastor is sleeping with all the single women and his seven wives. We, we, we begin to act like God is not grieved that, that you get up on church on Sunday and proclaim how good God is, but then Monday through Friday you're on social media and you are cantankerous and you you are um, an antagonist to everyone that comes that comes on, on on social media. We do not act like God's not grieved for the person that said that tells everyone that they're a Christian at, at at work, but then the integrity doesn't match. They're never on time for work. They're always they're never doing their assignments. They're always loud and, and gossip. God, there is a grieving of God when He anoints someone, but their character is not lining up with their anointing. And the challenge becomes a lot of times we expect our our character to catch up to our anointing, and that's not how it's going to work. I've always had an interesting thing about a character. If you if you know me, you know that I like shows and movies and music, and I and I begin to <laughs> I, I always can find a parallel. And one of the show one of the reason why I like shows, television shows to be exact, is that the, the character building. You when you watch a, a a series, you get to watch the the building of the character. You get to see the protagonist of the show, and they become you begin to see how their character begins to develop. Now, with, when I say character, in that sense, I'm talking about the the role that they're playing. But then they have these shows like one of the shows I like is uh, the the Arrow, which is a a comic book hero, and the the title character his his secret identity is Oliver Queen, and I like the show because you watch it for eight seasons and you begin to to watch as his character develops. In fact, the show is. When you watch comic book, a comic book series, it's not so much about their gifts alone or their talent alone, or in this case, their anointing alone. It is really about the development of their character. And I watched for eight seasons as the show is no longer, it, it just ended this year. I, I watched for eight seasons as Oliver Queen's character begins to develop. The character, not now, now we're not talking about the building of the character, but his actual, his integrity, his, his character began to, to evolve. And it was less about his gifts, it was less about his talent, but it was about his character growing. And what we begin to realize as his character matures, as his integrity increases, his abilities begin to increase. His, 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 the reach that he has with his, his gifts and his talents begin to expand because his character and his integrity begins to be built up. 
And we realize that it can't, we can't wait for our character to catch up to our anointing because our character, our character anointing should be aligned to where the more that we, the more our integrity grows and, and the more that we are more honest and more truthful, the more effect and impact that our anointing has. Because people see us, see us as a whole person. But that's not the case in this account. This account, as we see it, we see these the, the two sons of Eli. And they're just doing whatever they want to do. They're disrespecting the offering and the, 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 the sacrifices unto the Lord. The fact is that in their position, they could have whatever they want. And we see God, the man of God, telling Eli this, that I promise that you could have whatever you want, but why would you touch my sacrifice? Why are you interfering with Israel's ability to worship and praise me? We don't realize how we act, how we, 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 we carry ourselves interferes with the, the other, our other brothers and sisters in Christ's ability to worship God. You would have to ask me, what do you mean? When your character outside of the four walls of the church do not match, does not match your anointing, you begin to cause people to question the anointing of God. And when they question the anointing of God, you, you then lead to begin to have them question God. Why would God anoint this person this way? Why would God anoint this person to be a prophet, but he's sleeping with everybody? Why would God anoint this person to be the, the, the worship leader and to give them this brilliant voice, but at the same time, they're spewing rumors about people? Why would God do this? You are interfering with the people's ability to worship God when you when you do not have character and integrity, but you then begin to to function in the anointing every Sunday and every Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever God gives you something, you 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 your your character is empty, but your anointing is high, and and we think that the anointing will cover up for our lack of character, and in some ways it does. But God is waiting for you to allow him to touch your heart, to begin to work on this character. So that way your character and your anointing can align. This is found in the scripture. You see, we think the, the problem in, in the lack of character is not the fact that they, they were doing wrong. The fact is that they were doing wrong and they couldn't even be told or corrected about their wrong. You see, David, a man after God's own heart, we, we, we see David, he messed up. He stumbled with Bathsheba, and he stumbles again later on. And But the, the real gift of what made David after man after God's own, David a man after God's own heart is that when Nathan comes to David, David is so, his character is such that he is so, he has such a desire to please God that he can't block out the truth. So he receives the correction. He doesn't mean that he likes the correction. But he receives it. He receives the punishment. But here, they couldn't even be bothered to listen to their own father. Because their character was lacking. See, the character of David was that he just desired to please God. So even when he stumbled, his desire to please God was greater than the, 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 the desire to cover up his mistakes or to ignore the word of the prophet. As David's integrity increases, he's able to do more. The thing is that we have to begin to spend time working on who we are. Before, before we want to put the, the, the title of elder on, before we want to put the title of worship leader on, before we want to get the title of, of head usher, or whatever you want to call it, whatever assignment it is, before you want to put the title on of, of director on your job, see, because this is not just about, yes, 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 this is not just about what you are 
in the four walls of church, but, but some of you are in leadership positions on your job and you're wondering why you don't have the impact that you should have. And some of it is because your integrity and your character is lacking. You should be have a far-reaching grasp and you, you only get respect out of the, the nature of your title, but not for who you are behind the title. And the challenge is, is that eventually people will get tired of respecting the title and they will leave. Hear me out. People will get tired of respecting the title and they will leave. And so if you don't, if you continue to, re, to rely on your anointing, if you continue to rely on, on your, your, your title, whether it's in the church or outside the church, you get, you continue to rely on your God-given talents, but never consider who you are outside of that. Never consider how you how you communicate with people and how you how you talk to people. And right now, because we are social distancing, everything is social media, and now people begin to see who you truly are and how you may have a point. You may have a very God-driven point, but your your character is keeping people from hearing it. And that is the challenge. You may go to your Bible and you may read and you, you may come up with a revelation from God and now you want to share it. But because your integrity was lacking, because you didn't do the thing that you were supposed to do as, as a as for your internal work, for your personal work, and, and to, for God to, to continue to help you grow, to God to truly help you to repent from your way, to, to turn away from what you have been doing. People can't hear it. And you are blocking people from hearing the voice of God from how you carry yourself. We have to consider it. And and I it's not just not you. The things that I have to continue to grow in so that way when I begin to speak the, the, the revelations of God, when I begin to 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 walk in the revelations of God, people don't say, yes, it sounds good, but the way that you live keeps me from hearing anything that you have to say. The way that you interact with people keeps me because because we because we continue to to be nasty and cantankerous to people and our, our attitude is poor and the way that we interact with people is poor and the way that we, we handle people is poor. They begin to associate that with Christ and your anointing. And because they associate that with your anointing, they can't receive Christ. And if you are truly going to be the voice of Christ, if you're truly going to be the hands and the body of Christ, you have to begin to check your character. You have to begin to check your integrity because it's lacking. And, and, and we want people to be able to receive the word that God has, has given us. But we, we, we want them to be able to brush aside our faults. And if there's nothing wrong, we should forgive. We should. We should have grace. We should. We should have mercy. Yes, we should. But you can't expect to touch people outside of the church and expect them to have mercy when they don't know anything about grace and mercy. Only thing they know is that you have done them wrong. The only thing they know is that you continuously cheat on your wife. The only thing they know is that you continuously lie in your taxes. The only thing they know is that you continuously defend people that know what, that they are, they are completely wrong. I did not expect to do this, but this is, I, I must be obedient to God. The challenge that we that people have even with some some police officers are, it is that that blue wall of silence. The, the blue wall of silence is that no no police officer will turn to another police officer. What I mean is that even if a police officer is wrong, the blue wall of silence says that sometimes the police department does not correct them because it's this fraternity of policemen. And so in that mindset is, is that we wonder we even though you're good, you're a good cop. Your silence in the face of wrong hurts me to the point to where I can't hear your goodness. I can't see your goodness. Because if integrity is doing the right thing, even when no one is looking, it means that regardless of the consequence, you have to speak truth to power. 
It means that even when someone in your political party is wrong, you have to admit they're wrong and not just brush it under the rug. Not just rationalize it. Not to say, well, he's not perfect or, or she's not perfect. Because when you do not speak that truth, when you know it's the truth, your integrity becomes questioned and we begin to associate whatever you are trying to get me to come towards with the lack of integrity. To the, to the, to the Christians that, are, that work with non-believers, that function with non-believers, Believers. It's going to be hard to get non-believers to come to believe that things are better with Christ when they see more integrity and they see more character in drug opinions, that they see more character and in, 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 in outside of the church. They see more integrity outside of the church. God said being anointing is anointed is not enough. They were anointed to be the priest. They, had a, they, they were going to be the line of priests. But the fact that they lacked integrity, the fact that they lacked integrity, hurt. Excuse me, now this is an audiovisual thing. Uh, but because they lacked integrity, because word had gotten out, that, and it came back to Eli. It got out that they were sleeping with the women that worked in the temple. It got out that they were that they were they were defiling the, the sacrifice and, and, and offering to the Lord. To become become so just imagine the people that didn't want to have to deal with it. Imagine the women that were afraid to come and serve because they knew that they would be that they, they had to sleep with these men that it was supposed to be the voice of God in their life. And they were being taken advantage of. And you wonder why people are going away from the church. And I'm not saying that, 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 that the church is not all churches are bad and all churches are doing this. But some people are hurt. When we talk about church hurt, some people are hurt because they can't see a difference between when they come to church and, and their leaders. Not, we're not talking about the, 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 the people that are coming to, to grow to. We're talking about their leaders. And we do a disservice with some of our grace and mercy preaching. Now, we do have to preach grace and mercy because that's what it is. But the fact is that they, because Eli never corrected them and never punished them, never sat them down and said, hey, don't even come to the temple anymore. Because there was no correction. That was what, what, what God seemed to have a problem with more. Is that because you, you chose your sons over my, me. You chose that relationship over what was right. Yeah, all this is good. You do have gifts. You are amazing. You do have a great business mind, but your integrity and your, your character suck. And eventually, the anointing is no longer going to be enough. The gifts are no longer going to be enough. Because we've, we've tried that. And I can't continue to ignore the fact that I know that you're beating your wife. I can't continue to ignore the fact that I know that you're cheating on your husband. I can't ignore the fact that you are a wonderful planner, that you are a wonderful preacher, and that you are wonderful in, in what you do in the church. Your cantankerous spirit, as I see you on social media, sours me to what you have to say about God. And what we do is say, just pick the truth out and leave the person behind. But that's hard. It is easier to call to task 
the leader that is trying to live a dual life where they're this way but cantankerous, where they're this way but loud, loud at times, where they're this way but they, they, they don't speak positive of their brothers and sisters. And there's a, there's a consequence to all of this. And God is not going to have his name not be honored. And so he's going to look at you with disdain. There was a punishment for their actions. And we've told you long enough, we've told you for so long, that if you just anoint your hand before you get ready to play the piano, if you just anoint your, anoint your head before you get ready to preach, if you just uh, say, you, if you just do the crucifix before you get ready to say something, if you just do this and you do that with no repentance, you'll be all right. God is going to forgive you and there's no consequence, there's no punishment, there's a consequence for sin. There's a consequence for your, your duality. There's a consequence for how you deal with people on a day-to-day basis, how you talk to people, but confess to be of Christ. Because there's a consequence because you're carrying his name. This, I, I wish that this was deeper. I, I, I wish that, 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 that I had a hoop. I, I wish that this was more eloquent. I wish that this was a more a sexy sermon, but this is not it. I have been called here in this place to call leaders, to call church workers, to call leaders outside of the church to, to, to the, the mat. Because it called me to the mat. To, to ask God, where can I improve? Where can my integrity be improved? Where can my character be improved? How can I carry myself at work so when people find out, when they see that I'm a Christian, when they find out that I'm a proclaimer of the gospel, that they won't say, man, that's two different people. I can't believe that the, the same mouth that, 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 that preaches God's blessings is the same mouth that cussed me out last night. I, I can't, but I, I can't not even reconcile that these are the same person. Where can I improve? Because a lot of you go to work every day. A lot of you get on social media every day. A lot of you do all these different things and people are looking to see how to how to reconcile this Christ with this individual that I'm seeing in front of me. This is not going, this is not a friendly word. This is, this is, is if it feels like a strong rebuke, it's meant to be a strong rebuke, but it was a strong rebuke for me. Where is your character, beloved? No, our hope is not lost. God, if God is taking the time to rebuke you, that means that, that he's taking, the, that his love is taking the time to, to call you to turn course. What we need to do is take some time, like the writers of a, of a show, and work on character development. Yeah, sit down, stay quiet for a while until God tells you to speak, and work on your character development. Spend some time praying and, 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 and asking God, where can you improve? Spend some time to see what, to, 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 to learn your job, so that way, when you go on your job, you, you, you're performing in that form of Excellency, and so they they want to know, man, I've seen this improvement, and you better say, well, I was praying, and God told me I can improve here, and God cares about how I represent Him outside of the four walls, even when I'm on my job, when I'm not even preaching, that my life preaches because my integrity is such that people wonder why are you so integrous, and you'll say that I want to be a great representative of Christ, and then you begin to pull them. This all hope is not lost because if God is sending a message and a word of that means he is trying to right the ship. He is trying to correct because by this time he didn't care what what they did, but it was time for them to die. And you do not want to get to the latter portion of the scripture. You want to make sure that you're hearing the voice of God when he says it's time to stop lying. It's time to stop sleeping around. It's time to stop doing whatever it is you want. It's time to stop stealing on your job. It's time to stop all those things that you're doing. You know it. And your anointing is suffering. Your gift is suffering. This thing about the thing that you're able to do and be cantankerous. The things you're able to do while you're still lying. The things you're able to do while you're still cheating. And God sees it all. And he is grieved. If you're able to do that, just think about how much you're underperforming in your anointing. Just think about how 
much of a greater reach you could have if your character aligned with your anointing. And the real reality of it is, as your character increases, your anointing increases. I'm not saying that you're going to be able to, that, that you're going to be able to do things that are outside of your anointing. What I mean by that is, is that the work you're able to do will be expanded because people will see that in character. But there's some things that God can't do to you, do through you because he can't trust your character. He can't trust that you will take the glory and not give it to him. He, he can't trust it. He can't trust you with the greater. He can't trust you. When he can't trust you with the small things, he can't trust you with the bigger things. And he wants to expand. Some of you, your ministry is not expanded because your character. You slept with that man's wife, that man's girlfriend, that girl, that man's fiance. You, you, you broke your friend's confidence when she told you something in secret, and you went and told your confidant. He can't trust you because he can't trust. If he can't trust you to to be integral in your relationship with your, who you call your best friend or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, whatever it is, how can he trust you with the secrets of God? How can he trust you with more? There are people that are waiting for you to get your integrity together. For you to turn to God and say, help me to be more integrous. There are literally people waiting but he can't send them to you because he can't trust you with them. Pastors, mm, I gotta do what God says. Pastors, if we would get some of the praise and predators, not the praise, but some of the predators outside of our churches or deal with the fact that they are predators, God could send some women some children that really need us. We could really make a difference and even in uh, we could really make a difference in the lives of women that have been abused or in the lives of women that have been that have been sexually taken advantage of and the lives of children that have been that, that have been abused and, and, and left out for cold. We could really be making a difference. Your, your church, I don't know who this is for, but God is there's someone that's going to either watch, is watching this now or watching the rebroadcast, and you know that there's some men, there's some women in your church that are predators. I'm not talking about child predators, but that too. They're anointed, and because they're anointed, you ignored the proclivities. You know for a fact that they have a promiscuity problem. You know for a fact that they beat on women. You know for a fact that, 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 that they, they take advantage of, of men. You know for a fact that they shouldn't be walking around the children. You know for a fact, but because they're anointed, you have ignored it. Eli ignored his son's behavior. And you know for a fact and God is saying that we could, I, I, I wish that I could send these, these, these women that need help because there are some women that could build them up, but I can't trust if I send them that these men won't get to them. I can't trust that these men with low self-esteem but, 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 but all these gifts won't be snatched up or, or, or chased by, by these women. I can't trust the fact that I'll send these kids and there's a, that you may have a good youth program, but outside of the youth program, there's this deacon that should not be around children. But you, because they're anointed, because of their, 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 the size of their purse, you won't say something. You won't sit them down. You won't remove them from their position because you know if you remove them from their position, they'll leave the church. But they need to leave that church because they're hurting the, the, the anointing on your house. I don't know who this is for. I promise you this is for somebody. 
I, this is nowhere in my notes. They're hurting the anointing on your house because God wants to send them to you. But he can't. He trusted you. But he doesn't trust the people in there. And because he can't trust the people in there, he can't send them. Because they, they're, one, they're, they're one scandal away. They're one abuse away. They mm. are sex addicts and drug addicts and alcohol alcoholics. That, that God wants to send to your ministries. But he's protecting them from the people that's in your ministries. And you, pastor, you, leadership team, you have to speak on it. Because if you do not, the consequence will come on you. There are people that your anointing is amazing. But because the character of your ministry is lacking, God can't send them. Because if he sends them, they'll blame that church, that ministry, that anointing, and they'll blame him. We have to get, this is, I, I promise you I wish this was sexy. I promise you I wish that this was, was, was a hoop message. But I'm telling you what, what it is. I'm telling you, I, I, I do not lie on God. This is what God wants you to know. If you do not call to task, I'm bringing. If you do not, I'm bringing you to the to, to the carpet. This is your chance to repent. This is your right now, right now. I'm asking that you share share this because not because I want my voice to be heard. I want I want Pastor to know that this is what God is saying, and He sees it, and His heart is grieved, and He He wants more for your anointing. He wants more for your ministry, but He cannot do it because He can't trust the people that He wants. He can't trust that the people that He wants to send there that need your help, but are also blessed and anointed. And if they if they ever get in the right environment, that He can pull them up, and he, it can be a blessing to the world, and a blessing to the church, and a blessing to the body. He can't trust that He can send them there. And you won't, and the people in there, the predators in there, won't hurt them. I didn't even want to use the word predators because it seems so, so harsh, but this is what God is saying. This is the word that God, because there are predators in there. And you've been ignoring it because they are gifted. You've been ignoring it because they're anointed. anointed. And you, pastor, whether you are the, the head, the senior pastor, whether you're the campus pastor, whether you're the, the, the executive pastor, you have to begin to call them out to where they can get their character together. We have a responsibility because the character is lacking and is hurting. We should have a better level of influence. But our character, our integrity is lacking. The character and integrity of your, your, your friend groups is lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not just you. I just talked about the pastors and the churches and God wanted to send. There's some people that God wants to send you away. Because the character and integrity of your friend group is lacking, he can't send you away. Because they see it. They see it. I've been in church a long time. I really have, I have. And I've been to some great churches. And I'm I'm guilty of not saying something when I should have. You see, I, I would never bring a word that God hasn't whipped me with first. He whipped me with this. And we spent so much time covering our friend groups in grace and mercy. In which we should, but while we're coming to in grace and mercy, we make sure that we're bringing the task about their character and integrity. There's so much. I'm not. This is not about clicks, because we spend so much time talking about clicks, and I have a specific view about that. This is not about clicks and your friend about your friend group. Have your friend group, but if you're gonna have that friend group, you guys should be pulling each other up, calling each other. Um, calling each other on where, our, where your integrity is lacking. 
And it should not be how Eli's son responded when they ignored it. Because there are people literally there, they're, they're, and this is not about money, but there are finances to your vision that want to finance your vision, but they can't trust your spirit. They, 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 and they believe in your north, but they can't trust your friend group. Pastors, there are people that want to finance the visions of your church. Some of you have, have, have visions of, of what you want to do, and you want to change some things around, but they can't trust. There are people right now in your church that have ideas upon ideas, but there's someone blocking them from even getting the idea to you. Please hear me. I, I, I wish, I really wish that this was better. I wish that I had hope. <laughs> I really do. I, I, I do. I, I grew up in a Baptist church now. I wish I could, I, I was able to tune up right now. But if you hear God's voice, don't, don't, don't listen to me. Hear God's voice. This is your moment to turn around. This is your moment. This is your warning. In the, in the age of virtual church, where we are in virtual church right now, there is not a need to sit somewhere where there's corruption. And you have to fix this because well, I do believe that we're going to come out of this pandemic. But church as we know it has shifted. Now, I'm not saying that we're not going to go back into buildings and all that. And all of that. I'm not going to say that we're not going to continue to have revivals. But this will shift how people view church. And there are some people that are right now Pastor, you haven't seen them in a while. There's a reason why you haven't seen them in a while. It's not because they backslid. It's not because they backslid, but the predator got to them. And now every time they come to the church, they, and while you're anointed, they, they're confused at how this pastor could be so anointed, but, but not know that they have these predators in the church. Oh, God help. I want this to be, I really wanted this to be something different, but this is what God gave me. His heart is grieved. I, uh, yes, God, I sit down and as a person that loves God, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but I have a desire to do what pleases God rather than what pleases me. It doesn't mean that I'm always going to make the decision to please God. But when he tells me that I, that I stumble, I, I, I want to believe that I listen. But I, I study, I read a lot, uh, take seminary, seminary courses, and I see on social media ministers and elders. And it's not, the, and most likely people that know me, they think that I'm talking about somebody specific. I'm not. It's not that if, you, if you're thinking about someone, you probably know the person. I'm, I think God is placed on my heart and they take these positions and I ask God is that his position I, I do so that way that I'm not making a response that's outside of his will and he says I've gifted them and I've anointed them but not to use my anointing like that. Some of some of us, our tone is where our characters characters live. Our antagonism. That's not even a word. The way that we antagonize people is where our characters like it. And it turns people off to God. What, what is what, so? What is the purpose? What is what is the aim of this word? This is not meant to be a fix-all word. 
This word is to have you consider your ways. This word is to have you to, to, to get back in your prayer closet. This word is to have you to get back in your scripture. This word is to search your own heart and see where you can improve that. This word is meant to, to, to cause you to be built up. I know it feels like I'm, I'm, I'm cutting you, but I'm telling you this word is meant to, to be surgery. This word is meant to get your integrity and your character where it needs to be. This word is not meant to be sexy. It's not meant to be sweet. It's, this is not going to be a spoonful of sugar. It should hurt because it's meant to get your attention. That's what this word is. What is the aim of this word? Is to get your integrity in check. Is to get your character in check because your anointing is suffering from it. People are dying and we need your anointing, but what we need more is your character. And there are people out there that cannot even step foot in the church because your character is a representation of the church. And why would I go somewhere where this person lacks integrity? This person continues to lie, this continues continue to be cantankerous, continues to be uh, uh, of, of, of an antagonist that continues to, to, to poke and prod and tear people down, but never lifting people up. That does things that want that causes people to, 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 to want to, to cause division. That we do these things. I, I wanna come. I now I'm not I'm not saying I, I'm gonna use Gandhi's quote. I love you, Jesus. But your Christians on the other hand, see that this is the, this is the thing. I'm not even saying God was looking for God. I use that quote conservatively, but we have to realize that we are the walking epistles. We are the living epistles, and so when people see us, they're looking for Christ. And the moment you say that you're a Christian. The moment you say you're a minister, you're an elder, that you work at the church, this, this, and that, they attribute that to Christ. And that's why Christ's heart is grieved. Because we could be doing so much more. There are more miracles to be done, but we're not doing it. Because we're an antagonist. We're not doing it because we're predators and we have predators in our circle. We have predators in our church. I want to close. You're anointed, but what about your character? That was the title. And I pray that I'm, I'm saying something, I've said something that helps you. The goal is not to leave you cut open. The goal is to get you to Christ. I'm saved. I've already been to Christ. I've already accepted Christ. I, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor. I've been pastoring for 25 years. I hear you. I, I, I've been saved since I was six. I've been in church my whole life. I hear you. But I got to get you back to Christ so he can help out your integrity. Well, I'm saved. I, I received the, 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 the right hand of fellowship. I, I'm, I'm, that's that Baptist in me. I, I, I received the right hand of fellowship. I've, 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 I've accepted Christ. I've, I've confessed. I hear you, but he needs more. He needs more. He, he's he's going to get more. He can either have your life. Or he, you can let him teach you how to build your character and your integrity. Get back to prayer. Get back to your devotion. Pastor Rav has been speaking about how we we don't even give our devotional time time for us to decrease this flesh. 
we, we pray 15, 20 minutes, then we get up and go. But this, this integrity work, this, this character work, is going to take you listening to God. Because you've been asking God for strategies and how to make more money and how to pivot in this. But what, I, what God wants you to do is ask him to reveal in you what is not like him. Reveal in you what is contrary to your anointing. What is blocking your anointing from reaching full power. Sometimes it'll be people. And then you ask God the strategy on how to deal with it. God is great. Because he anointed you. Oh, you don't think God you don't think God grieves over the person he anoints? A few scriptures, a few chapters later, you'll see that he, he was grieved that he anointed Saul as king. But I will find man that's after my own heart. He was grieved. Don't let it be the don't let your lack of integrity, your lack of character. God's grieving. Work on your character. Work on your integrity. Time to be honest. Be honest with yourself so you can be honest with others. It's integrity check time. It's character check time. Pastors, it's time. You've seen such a, I've seen such a, man, I'm trying to close this. I've seen such a not even a resurgence, a birth of how we, a rebirth of how we've been doing church. And I've seen so many gifts get highlighted. I don't even want to, if I, I don't want to start calling out names, but I, I, I've witnessed people that I literally know and their gifts have come to the forefront. And I wonder how long they've been sitting on their gifts that we haven't been able to, use, to fully utilize it. I look at my fellowship and the multimedia ministry is amazing. And they have been the, the rock stars, God being the ultimate rock star, but they have been the MVPs of this team going forward. And that's that's what we need. But there, there are other things, there are other times of ministry. There, pastor, senior leaders, CEOs, because this is beyond the church. CEOs, directors, nonprofit business owners, entrepreneurs. There literally are people that have a heart for your vision. Even the parts of the vision that you have not shared, shared. But they can't come. Because somewhere, whether it's whether it's in you or it's in the body your business and the body of your church your body of your company where the integrity is lacking and so they're just sitting on that gift because you can't even move past because you're still dealing with milk you're still dealing with the, the small things trying to recover from these small things that you can't even share your full vision so they don't even know that they have a heart for your vision It's time to consider our ways. It's time to check our integrity. It's time to check our character. How do we do that? We have to get back to the carpet, get back on our face, and ask God to help us grow in our character. Some of it's gonna be through therapy. Yeah, some of it's gonna be through therapy. Some of it's gonna be through pastoral counseling sessions. Some of it is going to be, you need to be sat down for ministry right now. And just focus on you and your growth. You don't want to hear that. That's what it is. One of the things that I love about my bishop is that when it comes to, to licensing and it comes to ordination, he is never in a rush. Never. Never. And I'm glad that he's not. 
because sometimes the weight helps us get our integrity together. And sometimes the weight reveals a person's lack of integrity. I'm grateful for that. We're closing. I pray that this has been a blessing to someone. I'm asking anyone that is watching, if you're watching the rebroadcast, I'm asking that you share this. Share the, even if you don't share it on your page, share it with your, your pastor friends and your, 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 your business leaders, friends. Share it. They need to hear this. I'm, I'm not a person, if you know me, I'm not a person that toots my own horn. And so this is not about me. This is strictly about the word of God. And I really believe that this is the myth. Share it. We're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment. We thank you just for your word. We praise your name for your word. We, we glorify your name for this word, Lord God. Help us, Father, Lord God, to get ourselves together. We have an integrity problem. We have a character problem. And it's blocking the reach of our anointing. Help us. Help us. Heal us. Humble us. We don't want to die knowing that we still have more in the tank. But the reason why that we weren't able to really fully realize our anointing and our gift because we had an integrity problem. Help those pastors to be equipped to deal with the integrity problem in their ministries. Help those CEOs deal with the integrity problem in their, in their businesses. Help those entrepreneurs and those, those, those company owners to deal with the integrity problem in their business so that their business can reach its full potential. So that the church can reach its full reach and potential. That the company can reach its full potential. And we cannot do that without checking our integrity and not checking our character. Now for those that, that are looking to accept Christ. Only, the, the Bible tells us that, all, that the only thing that we have to do is that we have to, to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's all we have to do. Ask God to come into your heart. You are a sinner. We're all sinners. But God, I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to come to, the, to, to, to be with you. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to grow in you. So I accept you. I confess that, that Jesus Christ is Lord. And he is my Lord and Savior. I believe it in my heart. Now enter in. If you pray that prayer, salvation is yours today. Yeah. God bless you. God love you. I thank you for this, this time. I pray this has been a blessing to you. Uh, we talked about the ways for giving, but if you want to hear it again, you can go to the website, www.rlcrdu.com and hit the giving button. You can go, you can use PayPal, which the email is admin at PayPal, admin rather, at rlcrdu.com. You can also go to our cash app, which is the dollar sign Renewal Life Church. And if you feel like you want to be a blessing that way, we welcome you, we thank you. I promise you everything goes to the community and the working of ministry. Additionally, uh, if you were look, are you looking for a church home? You're looking for somewhere to 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 reveal your gift. You're looking for somewhere where where integrity and, and character is just as important as anointing. This is the church. We're small. We're still growing. Very, very, but we are, we are seeking to be impactful, impactful in the community. And we we welcome your gifts. We welcome you to apply your anointing to our anointing so that way we can be do kingdom work and do community work. If you have any questions about the ministry, you can email admin at rocrdu.com admin at rocrdu.com and if you have any prayer requests, please email prayers at rocrdu.com prayers at rocrdu.com 
And I pray that is I pray that that you don't feel any shame in needing prayer. That's what we're here for. Until Tuesday, Pastor Rav should be back Tuesday uh, to continue on our Tuesday night teaching. We ask that you come at 7 o'clock right here on Facebook Live. 7 o'clock, we'll try to get you out of there in 30, 45 minutes. Uh, but tell a friend, bring a friend. See you on Tuesday. God bless you, and thank you for renewing.